The following is meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action on anything being discussed, consult your medical doctor. Welcome to Heart Health with board-certified cardiologist and internal medicine specialist, Dr. Franklin Weefald. Heart Health is a local call-in health show designed to educate and inform you of the most up-to-date information for not only maintaining a healthy heart, but a healthy body. Call us with your health questions at 919-860-9783. And that telephone number again is 919-860-9783. I am Dave Alexander. He is Dr. Franklin Weefald, a cardiologist and internal medicine specialist with Millennia Cardiovascular. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. How was your day today? My day was good. As soon as I got outside, I said, you know, it's not that bad. It is bad. Oh, come on. It It was bad. The real field is 99. You're right. Oh, my. I, I know. I went to the pool, and it was fun, but I couldn't stay out of the pool for more than 10 minutes. Right. So, you know. And then I looked, it was 3.15, and I had to go. Yeah, had to go. Had to go do the show. Absolutely. By the way, the, uh, call us up right now. Anything that I just mentioned in the n- n- next 15 minutes or 15 seconds, we'll put that aside for you. Yeah. Uh, you call up with a medical question. Go ahead. Do that. Yeah, the patient comes first. 919-860-9783. We're going to talk about blood pressure research today. Also, vaccines. Good, some good news out of California. Good news out of California. And, you know, there's almost no good news. No, there's of, never the good earthquakes. news. earthquakes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Terrible thing. Yeah. Terrible thing. And we're also going to talk about fasting and diabetes and take your phone calls. What do you want to talk about first? Well, you know, the blood pressure problem, I have about, I would say 20 patients whose blood pressure is just uncontrollable. Mm. And there was a very promising technique that was uh, talked about maybe 10 years ago, and it's called renal denervation. And it sounds kind of strange, but it's really not. Most medicine is just jargon anyway. Mm -hmm. But what they do is they try to destroy the overactive nerves that are in the arteries that feed blood to the kidney, because it seems like there's changes in the way the blood flows to the kidney in patients with really bad high blood pressure that makes it not um, treatable with medication. So what they did, and this was years ago, some guy came up with a bright idea. Let's get rid of these nerves. So they went, go up to the leg, just like they're going to do a heart catheterization or they're going to fix your legs with a stent, yeah. except they, go, they guide it by x-ray into the front portion, we call the proximal portion of the renal artery, and then they zap it with uh, what's called a radio frequency signal. So it's, it's like a cautery. It's basically yeah. AM radio. Sometimes yeah. they would put a balloon in and freeze it. And, you know, the initial results were fantastic. And, and everybody's really excited. And then there were some other guys or gals, I mean, I'm yeah. not going to be sexist here, no. who did some other studies. And it turned out they claimed that it wasn't helpful. So most of the programs that started with this concept of doing this to help people just sort of fizzled. I tried to send somebody a year ago to Duke to have it done because, I mean, she's on 10 medicines and blood pressure was still terrible, but they wouldn't do it. And they they cited these most recent studies. Well, the great thing now is they finally did an appropriate trial. Now, people hear all the time about these quote unquote scientists or doctors say, ask yourself if it was a double blind, randomized controlled trial. Now that Mm -hmm. sounds like a lot, but it's pretty simple. Mm You take a bunch of people, 10,000 people, 
and you randomize them. So, you know, you just sort of get a computer and say one goes to one arm, one goes to the other arm. And then you get 5,000 or so in each group. Then you give one the procedure, one group the procedure or the pill. Yeah. And you give the other group nothing. So a fake pill or a fake procedure. And you ask yourself, what's a fake procedure? Well, in this case, when they do the procedure, they go up and they use the radio frequency and they zap the arteries. In the other case, they go up and they pretend to zap the arteries. They do not. Yeah. Well, of they course. go all the way. They go all the way up, put the catheter in, but they don't do it. Now, why is that important? Because you could say, well, just the fact that she went into this person's body and messed around was the reason why the blood pressure came down. I mean, it's possible. Okay. So they finally did that. And guess what? It works. Yeah. It helps to lower blood pressure substantially. So this is the problem we're bombarded with all this information and scientists say and doctors say, don't believe it. And I'm talking about maybe it's promising. Maybe yeah. they need to do it. Don't believe that something works until there's a randomized controlled study. Now, there are some things you can't randomize. There's some, But a procedure like this, you can. Yeah. Um, a pres- uh, pill. Okay. How do you think all these pills were proven to work in cholesterol? Yes. First one was called the West of Scotland trial with Pravacol or Pravastatin. And this came out back when I was still a young man in the 90s. <laughs> I mean, this. and listen, we didn't have anything to treat cholesterol back then. Yeah. I mean, people were eating, olive, eating olives and drinking um, canola oil and fish oil, and we didn't have anything right. to do it. So they went to Scotland. And I don't know if you know this, if you're Scottish or East Irish, because they're sort of the same genetic mixture. They went across, what's that called? The Firth of Frith or the Firth of Froth or I, something like I don't that? Know. They pronounce so they would go back wrong, and forth. So but they have the highest incidence of coronary disease in the world. Really? So they were smart. Um, the company, which was Bristol Myers Squibb, right. contracted with a, a bunch of you know doctors and they randomized like 20,000 people. Yeah. And they gave half the pravastatin, half they gave it, we call it a sugar pill. I don't know what it's made out of. Yeah. If it's sugar, then they probably all got diabetes. Well, that's the problem, but, yeah. yes. But anyway, <laughs> and they showed that it worked and that it reduced the incidence of death and reduced the incidence of coherency. So we know, and, and also, yes. the side effects were very low. Everybody thinks they're going to get a side effect from the statin. And there are people who do. But if you do the randomized trial. Yeah and they don't know if they're getting a statin or not. Yeah. And if they think they are, then they have symptoms. But in the randomized trial, not only did the the cholesterol-lowering drugs all show that they saved lives and heart attacks, but they had no greater incidence of most side effects. The only one that was higher was leg cramps, and that was only a little bit higher. Mm -hmm. So I think this renal denervation trial, this blood pressure procedure trial, is not only great for people who have very high blood pressures and aren't coming down with medicines, but it's also great for us to understand that we can't make clinical decisions about whether things work or not until we've really done the right testing. And if you're reading the results of a study, no, if you're reading a news report on the results of the study, don't trust the news report unless they link the study. Because I've done this. My Mm -hmm. job around here, I am Igor, okay? You are the good doctor. I am Igor. I my job Where's is to occa- right occasionally <laughs> do some digging, and what I dig to find out, I'll click through yeah. the sh- the articles, and it goes to the study. Everybody can do this, yeah. 
and then just look for what? Double blind. Double blind. Randomized. Randomized so this, double For blind. example, right. in this trial, they had people who were random, the randomizers, yeah. and they would put people in different groups. And then there were people who did the actual procedures. And mm-hmm. they were told at the last minute whether they were going to do the procedure or pretend to do the procedure. Yeah. And then there were the people who evaluated them after, and they didn't know which procedure, whether they had the procedure or not. It's called the lack of bias. So suppose you invented the catheter. Yeah. And you were in charge of deciding whether it worked or not. What do you think you might do? If somebody's pressure was 145, you might just write down 135. Right. The whole, if you knew they had had the procedure. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's called the lack of bias. Now, for example, you might hear about a meta-analysis. That sounds very, very yeah. you know, scientific. I know what What's it is. What's a meta-analysis? They just go back and look at a whole bunch of non-randomized studies. And you know, you know what statistics are, right? There are lies, yeah. damn lies, and then statistics. I mean, yeah. you can massage any statistical analysis you want to. Mm-hmm. So meta-analysis. In a meta-analysis of 67 million patients, yeah. don't believe it. I mean, it may be suggestive. So uh, there was a diabetes medicine made by Glaxo just about, what, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. Avandia. You remember that? Great medicine. Yeah, I don't remember. Well, it really worked well. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, somebody did a meta-analysis and said it caused heart attacks. And everybody went ape. And they Mm. took it off the market even though it really helped a lot of people. Yeah. So then my buddies from Duke, um, Rob Caleb and the rest of these guys at the Duke Clinical Research St- uh, Center, this is the guys I did fellowship with, mm-hmm. decided to really look at it. And they found a fatal flaw in the meta-analysis. And it turned out Avandia not only wasn't bad for heart attacks, but there was pretty good evidence it didn't cause heart attacks and may have prevented some. Right. But the damage is already done. Right. So I think that what we, and so what they're doing now and this was good for doctors. I mean, I got paid to enroll my patients in diabetes trials. Right. Because as a cardiologist, I had a lot of cardiology patients. So they all came through and they said, placebo, real drug, placebo, real drug, not knowing what. Right. Drew a bunch of blood tests, you know, got a couple hundred bucks. The patients got paid more than I did, which was good. Yeah. And it proved that all these new diabetes drugs, for example, Ozempic mm-hmm. and Trulicity, which I helped to study, not only did not worsen your chance of a heart attack, but lowered it. Mm-hmm. So there's a good side and a bad side. But now you wonder why drugs are so expensive? Yeah. One of these trials costs a billion dollars. Not a million, but a billion with a B. Wow. And so they got to tack that cost on. And people don't realize there are companies in this area doing this. Yes. Uh, quintiles, but they got bought out. They did. Do you remember the name of the company that bought them out? Uh, I don't. I think it's now Cineos. Yeah. Um, there's company. another there, there's this Cineos is a big one and then there's lots of little oh, absolutely. They're medical offices yeah. but they also have I a got research the, arm I got out of the yeah. shtick because I didn't really trust some of the companies that I was working with mm-hmm. and there was like middlemen everywhere there was me yeah. and my patients then yep. there was this company then you know the company above it everybody was taking their piece of the pie yeah and I think Quintiles, though, is a very good organization. They, and it's funny I, because, working directly with Quintiles on one study yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. And it was a great boom to this economy. You right. Know, it really was. Right. And they work well with Duke. All right. We're going to talk also about vaccines. Believe it or not, some good news out of California and the vaccine issue. 
and the epidemics they've had in just a moment. Also, fasting and diabetes. I don't know. It doesn't seem logical to me, but then put, I didn't go put, to that school. Put the donut down. Put the, <laughs> put put the, donut. the donut down. Apparently, I can put the donut down for like 12 hours yeah. at a time, and it's good for it. It's good for you. All right. Also, your phone calls at 919-860-9783. Heart Health on WPTF. Now back to Heart Health with Dr. Franklin Weefold on AM680 WPTF. Where the phone lines are open, 919-860-9783. Call right now. You'll be on the air in just a few moments, Dr. Franklin Weefold. The waiting room is empty. The waiting room is empty. Right. Right. We'll take it. Oh, I think I know why. They're all all at the beach right now getting Vibrio Volnificus. Yeah, me too. What is that? That's the flesh eater. Oh, yeah, that's terrible stuff. Yeah. That's from last week's show we talked about. Yes. You should wash after you get in the No, ocean. you shouldn't go in if you get a cut. Oh, if you got a cut. Yeah. All right. Vaccines in California. What's yeah. the good news? So one of the problems with the reduction in vaccines is that the anti-vaxxers would go into a pediatrician's office and they would get an exemption. Yeah. So the doctor would write that it was medically necessary to have an exemption. Now- there was a lot of pressure on these pediatricians because, you know, you want to please the families and yep. stuff like that. Yep. So believe it or not, and I think California is just one crazy state. I mean, I, I would have thought that the California, and this is my bias, that the California legislature would be full of anti-vaxxers. Right. It turns out they're not. They're, not. they're full of rational people, at least when it comes to vaccination. And they got rid of most of the exemptions. I mean, it, obviously, if you are allergic to you know the actual compound of the virus but yeah. that is like one in a billion so they got rid of all the exemptions and guess what no more outbreaks they've Duh. stopped it yeah how so, soon does it work uh, pretty quickly because the outbreaks are seasonal and you know the the um vaccine really makes you immune within weeks so you see the issue and you get rid and all the people that had these quote unquote magic um, uh, exemptions, you know, they didn't get them again. So yeah. they had to go out and get their shots. Okay. And so I think that's a very smart thing. Um, I'm not for authoritarianism when it comes to everything in government. But if you look at what we're doing with vaccination is not just the individual person, it's, it's the entire country. And these children can't, because vaccines don't 100% in everybody make mm-hmm. you immune. Mm-hmm. That when you immu- immunize the herd, you have what's called the herd effect. Mm-hmm. So that there's so little virus in the herd that those individuals who are perhaps a little bit more susceptible because the virus does, I mean, the vaccine didn't work as well in them, right. don't get sick. Or the people who have not yet had the yeah. shot because they're six months old. Right. And if you think DDT was the reason why the polio went away, you're wrong. Okay. okay. We heard that once. It was DDT. On this show, yeah. In case you don't know, DDT is a is a uh, um, pesticide. Yeah. To kill mosquitoes. Now, here's the problem with DDT. They got rid of it. Yeah. Because it was making the eagle shells break. And sure. We had we run out of bald eagles. Yeah. Well, guess what? The most effective way to treat against or prevent malaria is DDT. DDT. Really? Yes. It All kills right. mosquitoes dead. Better yeah. than raid. Well, that's the way you want them well, killed. And so it's the mosquitoes yeah. that were harboring the malaria um, uh, parasite. But anyway, I've said my say on that. 
Telephone number 919-860-9783. Talk to Dr. Franklin Weefold, a cardiologist and internal medicine specialist with Millennia Cardiovascular and somebody who's going to talk me into fasting. About what? Fasting. Fasting. Okay, so if you go back, I like to tell you stories. If you go back and look at the Native Americans who lived on the prairie, Mm -hmm. what was the situation? There'd be a lot of buffalo. Did you ever see that movie? Um, Dances, Dances with, with well, sure. Tatanka. 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 Yeah. Anyway, there'd be a lot of them, <laughs> and then there wouldn't be any. Right. So they have what's called feast and famine. Mm-hmm. So people who have what we call syndrome X or prediabetes, they're genetic ancestors, and it doesn't have to be mom and dad. It could rear its ugly head from your great-great-grandpa, have a tendency to store carbohydrates more efficiently than others. It may be the gut bacteria their body allow, but either way it does. So if you look at the Native American populations who no longer live on the prairie, they live in reservations, unfortunately. Right. And it's sad because um, they can't live the way their bodies were designed over time. And now they eat Pringles and they eat ice cream and all this other stuff. Yeah. And the biggest problem is diabetes and obesity because their bodies were in tune to store whatever they could, and it's sugar that makes you fat. White flour, simple carbohydrates make you fat, not fat. So now, if you fast 12 hours and eat, or 18 and eight, what, what, 16 and eight, I can't add anymore. Yes. So 16 hours fast, eight yeah. hour window to eat, and maybe skip breakfast, skip a meal, eat right, and your diabetes gets better. That's and hardly a fast at all, really. Well, it's not bad, but you, you think about it. How often do you eat, Dave Alexander? I ate five minutes ago. I ate during the commercial break. Mike and Zebulon, <laughs> you, are, you are on the radio now with Dr. Franklin Weefald. And I'll warn you, Mike, it is very possible we will not actually get through this phone call. But so we'll hang hold on. on to you. Hang on. What's up, Mike? All right. My question is, uh, I was listening to the radio a couple of weeks ago, yeah, and and the doctor described uh, exactly the problems he was having with testosterone. Yeah, yeah, and and the and what he went through. Sure, with that. I got no problem was, talking about it. Yeah, and he was describing me to a T. And when I went to my doctor, my doctor, I I asked myself, what about cancer? And he said, well, if I'm concerned about it, he wouldn't do it. Yeah. But my testosterone numbers are showing low. Is that? Can I do something different? Okay, you're. Because you're I, like what you did was your number wrong. is very low. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Now let me just. I, again, I don't treat on the phone, um, and I don't know your okay. whole history. But let me just tell you my story, and okay. and then you can talk to your doctor. You can search out a doctor who may understand. People used to think that testosterone in our age group. Mm-hmm. supplements were bad for you. Um, and you want to know something, we talk about medical studies, they never did the study. No, of course you know, not. They just said, well, wait a minute, testosterone makes you angry and makes you just into too manly of a man. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a heart attack from it. Well, as it turns out, it's exactly the opposite. If you don't have your hormone, something happens to your body and you're more likely to have a heart attack. Okay. So when I was doing cardiac procedures, I had to don these lead shields because when I did a catheterization or a pacemaker, yeah. it uses radiation to to um, show us where to go. Yes. Well, I did 18,000 heart catheterization. You're only supposed to do about 10 at most. 
And then you're supposed to quit the field? Well, I don't do them anymore. Yeah. First of all, the Nuclear Regulatory Commission would get mad at me. But anyway, I got real tired, like around 54, 55, and I didn't feel like doing anything. And um, I had a real smart doctor. She said, let's check this. And I said, come on, I'm a manly man. I can't have a low testosterone, and it was very low. So normal in my age group before 100, mine was 130. Okay. So I went on, and, and you know, the thing is I am at risk for heart disease, um, family history. My cholesterol was sky high, Yeah. but I went on the supplement. I'm t- it's overnight, I would say within two weeks, not overnight. Yeah. I felt like I did when I was 30, okay? And I followed the levels, and I went to a different form of supplementation. They started doing this really expensive stuff, which you rub all over your body. It's called androgel. <laughs> And it really didn't help me. And I just didn't like rubbing this stuff you, all over. You tell me these things, and I, th- I think it's, I, it's I true. I visualize it. Okay, it's go true. ahead. We got so about went, a minute before our I news. I went but to the shot. And guess what? It's the cheapest and most effective way. And now I am feeling great. And it, Good. listen, testosterone is not just about sex. It's about bone growth. Uh, It prevents osteoporosis. It's about brain function, although that's controversial, but I believe it from myself. Yeah. I remember better. I'm on the show. Can you imagine the show with me having no testosterone? I have no idea what it would be like. Absolutely. Well, getting back back to the caller, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I can only tell you my story. And I can also tell you that there are doctors out there who will listen to you. All right, Mike, I'm going to put you on hold to see whether we've helped or Dr. Weefald has helped. Oh, come this on, is you're part health. of this too. This, I'm, I'm the guy who can't focus on the idea that if you do get the lotion, you're rubbing a very little bit oh, on no. most of your body and no. most of it somewhere it's else. A whole lot. News is next on WPTF. <laughs> Now back to Heart Health with Dr. Franklin Weefold on AM680 WPTF. And the office is empty. I mean, there's nobody in the waiting room, so call 919-860-9783. A clarification of what happened in the last segment at the end. I think that you have a mind in the gutter. No. I live I in the world. I live okay. in the world of real life. Okay. When I was talking about the testosterone gel, and yes. I said rub it all over your body. Yes. I meant the armpits. Yes, the stomach. I totally get that. The arms, not under, what you suggested. I did. What I suggested was, and I stand by my suggestion. No, you don't. Is that there's the direction on the bottle of gel, and then there's human nature. And a fellow who's been told that he has low T <laughs> is going to, you know what he's going to do? He's going to dump the whole bottle right, in one specific yeah. area where he thinks it counts. Yeah, I'm yeah. just talking real life. Uh, ask, do, do not do this at home, please. please. No, 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 no. Do Follow the bottle directions. All right. All right. The President of the United States would like to reduce Part B drug costs. Mm-hmm. I am now told that it might not help. Well, no, it's, Me. It, it, it could help you if you have, if you have, well, it'll help you. Okay. No matter what, because it'll help lower these tremendous drug prescription, prescription drug costs. Now, mm-hmm. so believe it or not, the president of the United States has the power um, given to him by Congress under what's called the most favored nations clause mm-hmm. to say that any drug the United States of America buys 
and it has to be the government that buys it, he can mandate that we pay no more mo- no more money than the company who sells it to France. Now, right <laughs> now, if we pay a dollar, the French pay ten cents because we don't have that regulation in French in French in France. They control the drug costs by the government purchasing everything. Okay. So, I mean, in Canada, you can buy something for a dime that costs a dollar here. Yes. So there is a great thing to do because these are cancer drugs. These are very high dollar, as they say in Johnston County, high dollar expensive medications. And so he's going to be able to lower those. But what I want the public to know is it probably won't affect the medicines that you buy at the pharmacy. The reason is the government only buys what are called Part B, B as in boy drugs. And those are outpatient drugs given, for example, by oncologists and by nephrologists. They'll go down. Yeah. So the problem is your prescriptions, if you're Medicare, are paid by what's called Part D as in dog. And that's a program that George eight no, George W., W. Bush put in play. Right. And it's the thing with the donut hole where you get some money up front and Mm -hmm. you have to pay in the middle and you pay at the end. It's crazy, but it has helped a lot of people. It's another reason why drug prices went up because when a third party pays for something, for most of something, then the prices go up. Yeah. So anyway, so those drug prices won't go down based on what Mr. Trump is going to do, President Trump, because Medicare doesn't buy those drugs. Those things are called pharmacy benefit managing companies, PBMs. Right. So they buy the drugs. You purchase the drug plan from the drug insurance company that's not Medicare. So it's United Healthcare, Blue Cross, CVS um, yeah. has their own pharmacy benefit manager. Those prices can't be mandated by the federal government because the federal government doesn't purchase the drugs. Now, it almost happened. Okay, Obamacare was going to have that um, in its uh, rules, but you know why it didn't get through? No. They needed five votes, five more senators to pass Obamacare. Yeah. And the five senators all had major drug companies in their districts, Yeah, in their states. Well, what do you think happened? They went in and said, I'll vote for it, but you take out that pricing um, restriction and yeah. I'll vote for it. And that's what they did. I mean, everything is a political compromise. But yeah. I am I am glad that President Trump is going to do this. I hope he does it. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, everybody's going to be howling and screaming just for political purposes. But yeah. if the Democrats really believed in trying to control prescription drug prices, they'd get on board this. But I guarantee you they're, they're going to say it's terrible. I guarantee you. I, well, because of who's because doing it. Because it's Trump. Right. Yeah. I, I get that. Sticker shock in the pharmacy or autism? What do you want to talk about right now? What was the other one? The other one is autism. And the first one? And the first one is sticker shock in the pharmacy. Yeah, let's talk about sticker shock because I think that's really important. Um, How many times, and the callers can tell us, the patients can call us, have you gotten a prescription from your doctor, gone to the pharmacy, Find out, find out what the price is, throw mm-hmm. the, up your hands and walk away. It happens yep. all the time. Yep. And the reason is because what even can be a simple medication, a blood pressure pill. Oh, I get this happened to me the other day, Lisinopril. It's cheap. It's been around for 40 years. Well, certain pharmacy benefit management companies will make deals with a generic company that doesn't make it. Right. So they'll get a deal that gets 250 drugs 
at a discount, but their version of lisinopril or their generic type counterpart is Vasotec. So you walk up with your prescription for lisinopril, and if you want to put it through insurance, they charge a hundred bucks. Yeah. So it's just craziness. Well, there is a tool now that is going to be on almost all electronic medical record systems. I think that most doctors have access to these systems now, where your doctor, if he's you know, if he's game enough, if mm-hmm. he's prescribing a new medication, can type in the name of the medication, the computer will know what your insurance is, what your Part D plan is, mm-hmm. and it will go to the database and tell you how much it's going to cost you out of pocket. Before it, you leave. Before you leave. And it'll even calculate what you've already paid in terms of your deductible and in terms of whether you're in the donut hole. Mm-hmm. So it'll give you an accurate price. And, you know, he'll say, well, this drug X is going to cost you 300 bucks. And they go, forget about it. Right. And then he can say, well, let me, let me check an alternative. But here's the problem. Yeah. Doctors are so pressed for time. I mean, it's going to be, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of doctors are not going to tell their patients they can do that. You know, you have a 15-minute visit. Yep. Okay. So certain doctors that are owned by hospitals are required, my ex-partners, et cetera, are required to finish their notes you know, the entire documentation of their visit before the patient goes home. Okay, I don't do that. I dictate on the weekend. That leaves you five minutes with the patient. And because they got rid of all these transcriptionists, oh, yeah, we're saving money. We're going to fire all the transcriptionists. The doctors are the data entry people now for these people. Because it makes more sense to have somebody who's got an MD. Right. Typing it in. Typing into a computer. Yeah. So they'll say, hello, how are you? And they're typing away and they'll say, okay, how many prescriptions do you need today? Uh, Blah, blah, blah. And then, oh, you want me to sit here and find out which medication is going to be cheaper for you? Forget about it. Yeah. So, you know, the doctors are so pressed for time. It's terrible. Um, I don't bring a computer in. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying I can't do it. I can't be a doctor and not look at somebody in the eye. I can't be a doctor and not have the wife there going, uh-uh, uh-uh, he's right. lying, you know? That's right. If you have a doctor whose face is buried in the computer, who's rapidly typing away, who doesn't even listen to you and, and sort of cuts you off because, wait a minute, wait a minute, I, I, when you talk, I can't type, it drives me nuts. So that's the only reason why I think this, this ability of doctors to find out how much you're going to pay out of pocket before you leave the office might not be told to the patients mm-hmm. because there's one more thing that the doctor's got to do before he can go home at night. And, you know, it's terrible. My doctor has two tablets. I don't know what the second one's for. I think it's his prescription tablet. Okay. But he's inputting information, and he's got the tablet. He's trying to finish everything at once. And he's adjusted by talking as fast as someone who is an, uh, an auctioneer. The FedEx guy. He is the, right. He is going fast as he can. And you know something? That includes that moment of the visit when I say, oh, yeah, by the way. Oh, I hate the by the I way. Kn- I know the by the way the causes the people are, trouble. Well, don't. And then here's a lesson to, yeah. to my listener. If you've got a by the way, yeah. 
don't wait. No, don't wait. You know why a lot of men do that? Because it's a, by the way, it's the most important problem. Yeah. They don't want to tell the doctor about it because they think if I don't tell the doctor about it or if I do it by the way and he cuts me off, that must mean it's not important. You know, by the way, I have the worst headache in my life and I can't see and I crashed my car the other day because of it and the doctor goes, I got to go. Yeah, I got to go. I I I got to go. And so my by the way was just dismissed by the doctor. Well, his is his strategy. He's a good guy. His strategy. He's overwhelmed. He's overwhelmed, isn't he? Yeah, he's overwhelmed. His uh, parking lot is full. Yeah. It's only him and another doctor and the the parking lot is full. And his go to is what medicine solves that? I'll write your prescription. Take care. Love you. See you next time. Sayonara, dude. I gotta, but that's what happens. Yeah, I got I just have a little, a little scrap of paper, actually a big scrap of paper. Yeah. I take notes. Yeah. And then I scan those notes in, and on the weekend, I spend half my day dictating. I have a great transcription. All right. There's somebody walking into the office right now. Oh, okay, great. We'll get them on the air in just a moment. Also, I've got I some hear the shaking. probiotics. Yeah, we'll talk about We'll talk about probiotics and whether they're worth anything. 919-860-9783 is our telephone number at Heart Health News Radio 680 WPTF. Well, you know you make me want to kick my heels up and down, throw my hands up and down, throw my hands This is Heart Health. News Radio 680 WPTF 919-860-9783 is our telephone number. We'll pick up with Carol in Henderson in just a moment. But Dr. Weefold, I, I just has have a, a short shout out. shout out. I got an email. Last week we talked about how to prevent getting this really nasty flesh eating bacteria. Yes. On uh, if you have a wound and go in the ocean, and I said, you know, bandage your wound. Margaret from Boone emailed yeah. and said, that's pretty stupid, Frank. And I said, yeah. It says, have you ever worn a Band-Aid in the pool? It falls off. Well, it not only falls off, but it's like no protection whatsoever, yeah. right? Yeah. It just goes straight into the wound. Yep. So when I mean, what I meant by a bandage, and this would be, you know, a, an occlusive bandage. It's called like a tegaderm. Mm-hmm. But I guess the bottom line, this was what Margaret from Boone said, yeah. is that, you know, they call a Band-Aid station. Doesn't really help. Yeah. A Band-Aid won't help. So if you've got a wound, the correct answer is don't go in the ocean. Carol in Henderson, you are on Heart Health on News Radio 680 WPTF. Hi. Hi, Doctor. Hi. I um, have a, I've been told by my back surgeon I'm due for a surgery. Okay. My bones are very brittle. Is there a way to help your bones not be so brittle and get the spinal fluid more in your, I was looking, I'm, feeling like my spinal fluid is not as it should be in my back. Okay. Well, that's it. What, can I ask what kind of surgery you're supposed to have? I'm sorry. Do what um, kind of surgery are you going to have? I can hardly hear you. Okay. Carol, what kind of surgery is it? Um, I have a severe herniation of the spinal lumbar. Okay, yeah. Okay, you, you're describing what we call osteoporosis, and you know you it's. You know a, what? I'm going to get off the phone. Okay, and listen. And listen. To you on the radio. Is thank that you. Okay? Thank you, Carol. Thank you. Okay, so it's, she's describing osteoporosis, and it's a very serious health problem. And the good news is there are things we can do about it. Um, we don't really know why some people get osteoporosis and some people don't. But when your bones become very brittle, you're at great risk for fractures. 
every woman and indeed every man, because testosterone levels being low can lead to osteoporosis in men, should get what's called a bone scan. And it's a proton beam. I don't really know how it works, Mm -hmm. but it can tell you how thick your bones are. There are medicines that can stop the decalcification. So calcium's um, the vitamin, uh, the mineral that is necessary for bone growth. It'll stop it from being depleted. There are some medicines if your doctor uh, wants to give them to you called Reclast, and it will cause the osteoclasts and the osteoblasts to work better. Those are you know, little little tiny chewy um, cells in the bone that make bone grow. Your bone's constantly remodeling. Exercise when you're in your 40s because it seems that the strain, the moderate strain on the bone, it enhances the growth. So I don't know it, it, that the studies are there that calcium and vitamin D supplements really help. But if you have osteoporosis, if you have it really badly, the person to see is an endocrinologist. Mm-hmm. Because they'll be able to tell you whether reclast or the other IV medications, some of them you get once a year. Right. Yeah, can help regrow your bone. But the surgery that, that Carol described sounds like she's going to have to have a disc, which is a cushion between the bone. And just so you know, there's a common misconception that the spinal fluid helps to nourish your bones. It really doesn't. The spinal fluid, what that does is it just protects and nourishes the uh, nerve tissue that's in the spinal column. Okay. Tom and Smithfield, welcome to Heart Health. You're on News Radio 680 WPTF. Good morning. Good afternoon. Hey. Hey. How are you? Fine, sir. Smithfield. Uh, Smithfield's one of my favorite places. (laughs) I know it is, but I've met you many times. Oh, great. Listen, I'm looking at this red yeast, red red yeast rice deal. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about that. I've worked in this field with animals, but never humans. Sure. Let me tell you a little bit about it. Um, I'm half Chinese, so I'm not giving a plug for the Chinese because I think a lot of the Chinese stuff coming over here is terrible. Red yeast rice is a yeast product that comes off of rice husks. And basically, it's a statin. Okay. It is a natural form of a Mm -hmm. enzyme, uh, I mean, an inhibitor of an enzyme that helps lower cholesterol. The Chinese actual red yeast rice is very potent and can have a lot of side effects similar to a statin. The red yeast rice that's available here, it's a hit or miss. Um, But I have seen some great success in those individuals who cannot tolerate a statin. Now, there are other uh, new treatments out. There's an, a shot that's called a PCSK9 inhibitor. Now, if your cholesterol is high and you can't take a statin and you want to try it, most of the preparations that you find here won't hurt you. So I have some people on red yeast rice, and you know why I've kept them on it? Hmm. It worked. Okay. Yeah. So I believe in anything that works that doesn't hurt you. So I I actually think it's not a bad thing to try. It can't hurt you as long as it's bought from a reputable vitamin shop. Um, you don't want to buy some vitamin made by fly-by-night vitamins in Chengdu, China, that is made out of sawdust. So, you know, GNC, I think, if you want to buy it, I'm going to put a little plug in. They're pretty good. Okay. Yeah, so, they're, they're good, too. Yeah. Yes. Did that help you? Yes, sir, and I have a one-all thing along the line. Oh, one more thing he says. By the I way, Doc. One more thing, Doc, before I close the door. <laughs> By the way. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Following up on your statement yeah. about the cost on, on medications, 
Yeah. Back a few years ago, during the Obamacare thing, they came up with this idea that there'd be no more pharmaceutical people calling and convincing doctors to use certain products. Right. And yeah. it was the price of drugs would come down. So, including in my family, two people lost their jobs. And guess what? Right. The pharmaceuticals went up because they just switched over to television. That's exactly right. And all the money goes pouring into television, so Hollywood gets rich. <laughs> all, all those people with uh, fresh-looking suits, they're 22 years old, and they got a roller cart in I the doctor's office. Oh, no, no. I they stop by? You know what the difference is now? What's that? Uh, back when I first started, they I called them Barbie dolls. Yeah. Every single <laughs> one of them. Yeah. Okay. You got it. Oh, they my God. So, girls. No, they were, they were yeah. attractive. No, they didn't. Um, okay. It, yeah. I, between marriages, I dated one. Okay. Oh, yeah. Nice gal. Yeah. But yeah, it's a big racket. Um, nowadays, you know, yeah. they, they're really good. And yeah. you have to be intelligent. Now, most of the doctors now are owned by big major medical centers. They're not allowed to see pharmaceutical reps. So they gravitate to me. Yeah, because you're not I got, in that I, category. They're nice. Yeah. They're really, and they give me samples, which helps prevent, you know, helps patients who can't afford the medication. Yeah, that's so. good. Dave in Hillsborough is waiting. Tom, Hillsborough. thank you. Thank you, Tom. And Dave in Hillsborough, go ahead. What do you have going on? I'll go with Dr. Weefall. It's hey. Dave in Goldsboro, but. Oh, oh. Goldsboro. Well, Gborough. You. You, know, you know what? Nobody calls it Gborough. I do. For, thank you very much for explaining the red yeast rice. I take that. And oh, great. Think, yeah. And it did lower my cholesterol. It works lot, for some people. But it. It does. About 20 points. So that's yeah. pretty good. Well, good for you. And I love your program. I love Great. the little commentaries that you have during the week, uh, you know, a medical moment or something. Yeah. I want to see if you have it available on a podcast because I don't always get the. Oh, list. the medical moments or the, or the show? The, both. Okay. okay. We, we don't have the medical moments, but we no, have the podcast. No, but I'm going to suggest it to the company yeah. to do that. Yeah. You can oh, get the one, podcast. One let me just tell you, Dave, you can get the podcast on WPTF.com. Upper right-hand corner, it has the word podcast. It's got everybody's podcast. And you can do it by date. So you can catch up. Yeah. You can download or listen. Yeah. The other thing is we're now on iTunes also. Yeah. App, and just on iTunes, search for heart, H-E-R-T, space, health, H-E-L-T-H. We're the first ones. That's good. Well, yeah. I have Android, so I have to find it on that or use my license. I iPhone or whatever it's called. Yeah. But uh, I do, I appreciate it, but I would like for WPTF to get rid of one of the political programs. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Do What's that? Something like this. It's, it's great stuff. Do you think that we should be rebroadcast like what? around the clock? What do you mean? I, I would do it. I don't know about around. I don't get what you're saying. <laughs> I, you I mean, our show? Nice yeah, our show. No. All right. Dave and Goldsboro. People get tired of us. Dave, thank, thank you. you. And Goldsboro's a great much. place, Goodbye. too. All right, take care. Wow, he I says like we e- should... You know, I like Eastern Carolina. I really do. You do? Uh, do you want to know something? There I is, do. Uh, back when I was doing a lot of procedures, I got a, there was an article in, in the News and Observer about how why would a guy in Cary yeah. be half as likely to get a heart catheterization as a guy in Smithfield. Yeah. And so these, obviously the guys in Smithfield are doing unnecessary procedures. So I call up the guy and I say, do you know anything about demographics? He says, what are you talking about? Yeah. And I said, who lives in Cary? You know, healthy Yankees. Okay. No. How, how, if yeah. you go to, have you ever heard a Southern accent in Cary? I've never heard one. No. No, so no, So you no. go 
20 minutes away in Smithfield, it's a whole different world. They're from the west of Scotland. They eat pigs. They, they smoke. Well, now, but the point is, point is their ancestors came from the west right. of Scotland, so right. they have that the okay, genetic. And, okay. and you know what? I was, I was recruited to work in Cary. Now, I have nothing against the, the concentrated area of relocated Yankees. Yes. But I love Smithfield. And yep. I, I knew it because I used to work the ER back in the 80s mm-hmm. as a moonlighter. So I love Smithfield, Goldsboro, Clinton. Those people needed me because they have a higher incidence of disease. We have not gotten to the story which mentions autism. We'll do this next week. Blueberries. What? Probiotics. Probiotics and blueberries. Probiotics and blue. I'm going to eat them. Can I eat them this week? Take one probiotic a day. Yeah. And exactly 26.4 blueberries a day. All right, we're going to find out how my health fares next week. <laughs> and next week's topic is going to be symptoms you cannot ignore. Give me one. Heart, heart chest pain. <laughs> chest pain. All right, that, that makes sense. We've loved the show today. We've enjoyed doing it. Meet us back here Saturday at 4. The proceeding was meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action on what was just discussed, consult your medical doctor.